Stephanie Milkey here, aka Keto Mom, or often called Mom, Sis, Steffi, Daughter, Wife, Aunt, and Friend. Just like many of you, I carry a lot of titles. My favorite title is Mom. I should probably say Wife, which takes a lot of my time. But let's be honest if you want to do something and do it well, you will make the time for it. Commitment is hard because we find ourselves overcommitted, but when you practice prioritizing, you will find out what is actually important and what you can let go. With the Keto Mom Podcast, you will learn together how to manage our time, commit to the most important things in life, and I will equip you with the tools you need to feel qualified each step of the way. My name is Stephanie Milkey, and welcome to the Keto Mom Secrets Podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the Keto Mom page. My name is Stephanie. We are going through the book called The Noticer, and we're going to talk about it's time to stop letting your history control your destiny. So as you're tuning in, this is the book that I'm reading from this morning. So this book, like I've said, I said in the last couple days, we've been going through it. It's not a step-by-step book, but it is a book that is in story form to give you perspective, to help in, to help you in lots of different areas of life. So today's chapter, in this chapter, the man that the fictional man named Jones is talking about, the man he is coaching, because let me rephrase this. In the book, he's coaching different people in different chapters. And the man he's coaching is somebody that is always worried. He is a, he's worried, afraid, living in his past, allowing his past to define his future. And I wonder if maybe that's one of you, is allowing your past to dictate, to rule, to control uh, the things that you do or don't do, right, in your current life, in your life. And so as you're tuning in, uh, I want you to say good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, or evening, whatever time you decide to watch this. But If you're watching live, it is morning. It is going to be an incredible day. I'm actually really sore. (laughs) If I were to say my morning is great, it actually is great. I had some great conversations with my daughters. I'm drinking my ketones. The girls are making bracelets and eating breakfast. I'm a homeschool mom. Like our day is great. And I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sore. (laughs) My legs are so sore. It's a sign of good workout right? So say good morning. I'm watching. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So I'm not reading obviously the entire chapter to you, but I'm giving you an overview. And I really want you to think about this because I love the logical thinking that this gives you about worry, fear, uh, and letting your history control your future. This is the book for those who have asked. It's an incredible book. And I would, it's a really simple read. So I would grab it. It's in story form. So the character is being coached by a man named Jones and the character is saying, I'm always afraid. I'm always worried. And, and, uh, he basically says this, he goes, you know what? He goes, smart people, very smart people, uh, worry sometimes because they're so smart. They have this, um, He's like, if you weren't smart, you wouldn't worry, but I don't want you to worry because we're going to learn how to beat worry and fear and the past things in your history, the past. We're going to learn how to beat it with logic because you're a smart person. And so here's what he's going to walk you through. He goes, uh, hold on, I got to turn the page. He goes, 
If you know that logically that the doubts in your life, the fears in your life should not even be in your head, the easiest way to defeat the fear, the worry, the doubts is with logic. I want you to listen to this because it actually is really, really great if you want to understand really the, just hold tight, we'll get there. He goes, um, I want you to, the way that you think, the way that you do, I'm sorry, because you're smart and there's two things to defeat, defeat it with. We're going to defeat these thoughts with logic. So, sorry, I already read that. Sometimes it's hard for me to pick through the, the chapters because it's like story, conversation, fact, right? Or what I want to say to you. So here's what I wanted to say. Are you ready? If you worry, if you've got doubt, if you've got fear, if you've got things in your history, in your past that are controlling the what you do today or the things you won't do because of that. He says 40% of the things that you worry about will never come to pass. He's talking about the power of how much we give attention to, where our brain and our mind goes throughout the day. 40% of the things that you worry about will never come to pass. He goes 30% of the things that you worry about, of the things that you worry about, the things that you have, they've already happened in the past. And all the worries in the world aren't going to change the things that have already happened. So 40% will never come to pass. 30% have already happened. You're just still worrying about them and there's no reason to. 12% because I'm thinking that 12% of all these worries have to do with needless imaginings about our health. So for example, the man in the book, his somebody died of a heart attack. And so he goes, you know, we often run stories in our head. My leg hurts or My mom died of this and I will die of this. Or my family has this and I'm going to have this. My grandma had this, so I'm going to get it. I am shocked at how many people speak death over their life because somebody in their family had it and it's in their history. I I mean, I'm like, oh, my family had this, so I'm going to have it. My grandma had it, so I'll probably have it. But, But you don't. And this isn't in the book, but if you truly understand the power of your words. Here's the book. I mean, if you understand the power of your words biblically and also scientifically, I'll tell you two things. Biblically, the the Bible says your words have the power of life and death. If you understand the science behind it, have you guys ever seen, uh, there's two things. Have you ever seen um, the, where you can put rice in a jar And if you talk to the rice, so we've actually done this. So we did this years ago for a homeschool uh, experiment. We put rice in the glass jar, three different jars, and you put one all by itself and you don't do anything to it. You just let it be. You put one in a space where you talk positive to it. You're like, you're so healthy, rice. You're so great. Hey, you're doing so great. I know this sounds silly. You should try it. And then we had one rice container that we were like, you're never going to amount to much. Like you could speak how you want to. And I'm not, I don't cuss, but you, I mean, like some people are like going after this rice, like you're so, bleh. you're so not smart. I don't like to say mean words. You're so right. So you've got a rice jar that's all by itself. You've got a rice jar that you're speaking encouraging words to and a rice jar that you're not speaking encouraging words to. And if you do it over the course of, I can't remember how long we did it, four, five, six weeks, 
you will see a significant increase in mold grow in the rice jar. You can actually look this up. It's an actual experiment uh, that you speak negative to, and you will see the least amount of mold in the jar that you're speaking positive to. We've done it. The power of your words is important. You can, you can see experiments with the power of your words in speaking to plants, right? I spoke, I spoke life over this plant. I spoke death over that plant. And both of the plants got what they were spoken over. So wherever you fall in your beliefs, I believe that your words are powerful. And if you are speaking death over your body, part of this chapter is about like what you're believing, the things that are going on in your mind. Are you ran by fear and worry and things of the past? And because my family had it, and if you're constantly speaking that over you, don't be surprised if you get it. And if you find yourself going, oh my goodness, then stop. Stop it. All right? So that was just a little bonus. So 40% of worries and fears never will happen. 30% have already happened. You're just running the play over and over in your head. 12% of them are things that you're just like running because of history. Like because that person had it, I might get it. Stop it. Stop it. Right? 10%, he goes, would be petty little things. Worrying about what other people think. How many of you do that? I don't want to do this. What if my friend or my sister or my coworker, what if they don't approve of it? What are they going to think of me? That's only 10%, which actually I was shocked. I thought it would be more. 8% for legitimate concerns. He goes, it should be noted that these legitimate 8% concerns are things that you actually can deal with. So what he recommended, he goes, I want you to get a piece of paper. I want you to write things down. It's like a, it's like a, it's like brainstorming, like a brain dump, right? Some people suggest you should do a brain dump at the end of the night before you go to bed. Some people say do it in the morning to help your mind at ease to figure out what are actual concerns in your life and the things you need to do. So before you go to bed, you can brain dump of, it could be things that you are, you know, task oriented, things that you might be worried about, like brain dump everything on a piece of paper so you can legitimately go, well, that's silly. That's silly. Here's 8% of things that legitimately need to get done. They're on a piece of paper. I see it. And then I say this all the time in the morning, especially in the morning, right? I want you to get out your piece of paper. And as you're brain dumping, he goes, worry. So here's, here's what he says. A person consumed by worry can, can focus. So he said, some people feel like I can't focus. I can't focus. I'm always, I'm, I'm worried about this or I don't know what to do. And they've got all this. That's why you're brain dumping. That's why you're writing things down. And he goes, a person that is worried or afraid actually can focus, but they're focusing on the wrong thing. Worry is focus. But if you're worried and afraid and running those stories from the past or history, you can completely focus. You're just focused in the wrong area. And that's what you're going to get. He goes, <clears throat> excuse me, from this point on, you will focus on what you can control and you will no longer focus on being sad or worried. And you will focus on being grateful. The seeds of depression cannot take root in a grateful heart. So then he just talks about getting up in the morning and doing what? You can, you can write down the thing. You know what? It might just be good for you to get it on paper to write down like, what is running in my mind? Why am I not taking action on certain things? Am I allowing worry and fear to run my life. Write it down so you can visually see it and be like, oh my goodness, I'm afraid of something that's never happened. I'm afraid of 
something that's already happened because what if it does happen? I'm afraid of what that person thinks of me. Write them down, right? So you can see it. And then I want you to write down next to it all of the things that you're thankful for. And he was like, go crazy about writing the things that you are thankful for. We talk about that on here a lot. What are you thankful for? Share it below. You can never be too thankful, right? Because either you're going to let worry and fear create a seed of depression in your life. But if you do that, guess what? It's going to create a seed and a root. And you're going to have to pluck that root out. And the longer you sit there and worry and fear, it's going to get deeper and deeper. And it's going to be harder and harder to pluck out. Now, what can break that? The seed of depression cannot take root or not stay in a heart of gratitude. So I hope that if you did not this morning, I want you to start right now and just tell yourself I'm thankful. Tell yourself I'm thankful. I'm going to tell you guys a crazy story. I had this like weird moment last night when I was getting ready for bed. It might seem weird to you. It wasn't weird to me. Uh, and it's minuscule, but it, it was has to do with all of this. So the book is great. The power of your words is important. Your thoughts depict how you see life and the things you focus on. And a heart of gratitude can stop that. And it can shift the direction, the trajectory of your life, right? So it's interesting because last night I uh, was getting ready for bed. I looked in the mirror and I looked in the mirror and I went, oh my goodness, Lord, thank you for my curly hair. That's all I said, like in my head. I was like, I was looking at my hair and, and I need to tell you about this hair in a second. I'm gonna tell you something. And I was like, thank you for this amazing head of curly hair. I just thought that. I also, at that very moment, was reminded of the words that I spoke over my hair my entire high school and like early 20s life because I used to fight my curly hair. And I remember throwing brushes across the room. I would yell at my mom. I'd be like, I hate my, anybody? Like, listen, I've got teenagers and I've already heard this, right? So I felt like God said, hey, do you remember what you spoke over? I, I'm, I'm legitimately telling you something that you might be like, yep, all right. But this all was like flooded into my mind last night in a split second. I, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you so much for my hair. The reason I said thank you, I'll tell you why. I used to complain about it as a young teen and early, early young adult all the time. And then through a series of circumstances in my life around 2018, my hair started falling out. And it wasn't due to, um, there was a couple things, right? Like I had to work on some hormone stuff. Uh, super stressed out. So I worked with a functional doctor and we figured out just different things. And some would say, oh, you were stressed out and your hormones were off. And I felt like the Lord told me last night, also, there are words that you have spoken for years and years that just come to pass, right? And I just, I had this like, you know, there were things in my life in that year that like, stressed me out. And I, you guys, I was pulling chunks of hair out. And I felt like he just said, your words are powerful. And I need you to go tell your daughters right now what you did for your teen years and into your 20s so they don't do the same because I hear my girls do the same. They might complain about something of how they look. 
So I ran out. It was like 1030 at night. I'm like, girls, girls, I got to tell you something really quick. I looked in the mirror and I just simply was like, thank you, Lord, for my hair. Because since it has grown back, you want to know why? Because I understand the functional things of hormones and I understand how to de-stress. That was two things in my life that I, I, I'm taking multivitamins and I had to work on not being stressed. That in itself caused my hair to grow back, right? And from that point on, when I realized that it was coming out every day, every day for years as I combed through my hair, I honestly say, thank you, Lord, for my long, thick, strong, healthy hair on my head. I know some of you might be like, what? I'm telling you right now. The things that you're running through your mind, negativity or fears or worries or the words that are coming out of your mouth are more than just a thought and they're more than just a word. They are things that are either going to control your life, you're going to reap those words that you're speaking, you're going to see that come to pass, whether you believe it's biblical or not, because science has proved it as well. So I told my girls, I said, listen, you were made for a reason. You were made for a purpose. You've got greatness inside of you. And I don't want to hear you complain out loud with your words, how you were made, the way that you look. Uh, I complained about my hair. I had a realization of it coming out for years. And then I had to fix that. And I had to change the way that I saw it. Like I had to change the way that I viewed what I was blessed with. I had to change the words that I was speaking over myself because it was not good. And I reaped the harvest of those words for years, and then I had to change it. So whether you speak over your body and say, like, if you're constantly calling yourself fat or ugly, I don't like how I look, stop it. Even if you don't 100% love where you're at today, how are you going to change it if you can't look at yourself and just simply love yourself? And there's a lot of stuff that goes through this to this, right? Past hurts. I know things that people have spoken over you. Maybe you weren't growing up in a great environment. Maybe you didn't have people that loved you. But there does come a point in life where you're going to have to look at your, you don't have to. If you choose not to, you're going to most likely live a life that you don't want. Or you can choose to go, all right. This is the body that I am blessed with because I am alive today, right? This is the curly hair that I am blessed with. Why do I fight it? So I can choose to make things better by working on my mindset, by being grateful, by watching my words that I'm speaking, and by finding other people to encourage me, and by learning to love myself so that I can be loving and caring and encouraging to other people. Super important. So this is a book that we're reading. I don't know. I loved that. I love that. I don't know. Does anybody ever have like these downloads where you're like, I say God is speaking to me. So <clears throat> anyways, I like to tell my kids lots of things like that because to give them awareness. So, all right. I have rambled on to you for long enough. I am here to help if you have questions. So you can send me a message. You can head over to ketomomsecrets.com and you can click on recipes, how to get started, book club. Otherwise, continue to tune into the page. Uh, I'm always here to help. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you guys have an incredible day and we'll talk to you soon.